Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in The Silver King's Letters from Bomber School in Carlsbad, New Mexico. It's October, and he's written what sounds like his version of a SOS to the family. Stanley writes on Monday, October 18, 1943, Dearest ones, this isn't going to be a long letter as I want to get it out immediately. It's a slight case of emergency. Don't misunderstand. I'm not in any trouble or anything of that kind. It's simply that I'm in need of a little money. I do hate to have to write you for it, as I owe you so much as it is. It so happens that the government still owes me a month's pay, and because of that, I started the month way in the hole. Now, the middle of the month, and I'm practically broke. If it wasn't that I've made plans for the coming weekend, I wouldn't ask for it. However, I've met a very nice girl, and a bunch of us have a little party planned for the next weekend. I feel terrible to have to ask you for it. When the bond is deducted from my pay, there really isn't much left. And that's why it goes in such a hurry. I would appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, believe me. I'll write you a long letter as soon as I get the chance. Hope you're well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley, writing a second letter on Monday, October 18, 1943, is feeling a bit of guilt about what's become obvious amongst his guys, is that he's a man who loves to party. And he writes, Dearest ones, I've a little more time now, so we'll write you the letter I meant to. I feel terrible I had to write you for money again. I certainly had no intention of ever having to do that again. I still have a few dollars that I had possibly stretched until the first of the month, providing I didn't go to town anymore. But it was one of those unforeseen events. Sunday at the tea dance, I met the cutest young lady, undoubtedly the sweetest one I've come into contact with thus far in my travels. She dances wonderfully, and we got along swell right from the beginning. After the dance, Sherry, Stempler, their dates, and mine had dinner together. Of course, I didn't waste any time in getting her away from all the wolves there. Anyhow, taking her to dinner really put a hole in my bankroll. Then she was so sweet and lovely, I couldn't resist asking her for a date next weekend before realizing I couldn't afford it. The six of us have planned a little party, which would be a lot of fun. And that's why I had to write for the money. It gives me a great deal to look forward to. And that's why I would appreciate the money so very much. 
It's been a long time since I've enjoyed myself to such an extent. We also took a few snapshots yesterday, and when I send them to you, you'll be able to see for yourself why I'm so anxious to keep that date. She had been going with the first lieutenant, an instructor, at this field up until yesterday when he was transferred. That should prove what a swell kid she is. Don't worry. It might sound a little bit like the picture, Bombardier, but it certainly won't end the way the movie did. Last Thursday, I operated the bomb site in the air for the first time. I didn't drop any bombs, just had a dry run over the targets to familiarize me with the operations. Surprisingly, it is much easier to recognize in the air than on the trainers. I shouldn't have any trouble with the procedure. I just have to lay the eggs in the right places. The targets are the regular bullseye. In the bullseye is what is commonly called a shack, and it's just that, a wooden shack 20 by 20. And that ain't so big when you try to hit it from six or 10,000 feet in the air and four miles away from it when bombs are away. The hits are recorded by moving pictures. Pictures are taken of every bomb drop, and from these it is determined whether the man can become a bombardier. Two students, an instructor and a pilot, fly in one plane. While one student bombs, the other takes the pictures. Tomorrow morning, I fly again and will drop a few bombs. I feel confident that I will be successful in my mission. However, only time can tell, and you can be sure I'll be doing my best. It was swell talking to you yesterday. It took over an hour to get through, and I was beginning to think I wasn't going to complete it. I can't understand how the lines can be so crowded at 7 o'clock in the morning. It's a shame Leona will have to wait so long to move. I just hope the weather will be pretty as not to hinder it. Since she won't be home until late in December, it will be swell if you could persuade her to come out with you. As I told you, graduation has been set for January 15th, and that is the one date I definitely want to be with all of you. I know it will be the happiest day in my life, and I want you all here to help share it with me. I'm tired, so we'll hit the hay now. There isn't any more news, and I have a big day ahead of me. Keep well and write soon. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you. Stan. Our hero, the Silver King, with a little more cash in his khakis, writes on a Tuesday, October 26, 1943. Dearest ones, I'm a little late, so hope you will forgive me. Sunday night I didn't have time to write before lights out, and last night the squadron had pictures taken, which took up the free time I had. Before I go any farther, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart 
for your generous money order. It was indeed more than I needed, much more. But if you only knew how very much I appreciate it, you are always so kind to me that way. It sort of makes me feel like a heel to take advantage of you. I really hated to write you for it, but it was one opportunity I couldn't pass up. I've met a great many girls since being in the Army, but this one is undoubtedly the sweetest yet. I'm sure you would like her too, for she is almost the one I'm looking for. Don't get me wrong, it isn't anything like love, and as far as that goes, I'll never marry unless she is Jewish. It's just that this kid is so extremely sweet, a good dancer, good company, and very cute. It means a lot to have a date with her after being confined all week. It helps break the monotony besides giving me something to do other than drinking. The pictures we took that I wrote you about didn't come out any good at all. And it was a disappointment, too, as I wanted you to see her. Perhaps we'll get another chance next weekend. However, I'm enclosing a snapshot which one of the fellows took of me. It isn't very clear, but will give you an idea of what I look like now. I'm sorry I didn't call Sunday. We were up so late the night before. I didn't wake up till noon. And then I had an afternoon date and didn't get a chance to put one through. I'm hoping to call you this Sunday. Things are going smoothly, thank God. I've at last begun to drop some bombs. So far, I've dropped 20 bombs, 15 practice, and 5 for records. The 15 practice were really practice to give me the idea of how it's done in the air. The five record are for the record. You see, in order to get through this course, I must have an average circular error of not more than 230. There is a method of scoring the hit of each bomb by its distance of impact from the shack. Well, I wasn't any too successful with my first fire, I had a CE of 211, under the wire, but still too close. I bombed from 10,000 feet, and believe me, it's easier said than done. The target looks like a pinpoint from that altitude, and the movement of the plane doesn't help any. I still have 35 more record bombs to drop, and tomorrow I drop five more. Here's hoping I do better. I've just got to. The way things are run around here, one would think we are graduating tomorrow. The pictures we had taken last night were for our graduation book and ward department passes. The picture for the ward department passes are to be used when we become officers. So I wore a gold bar on my collar for it. For about 30 seconds, I was an officer, and I can feel the difference even in that short time. Besides the pictures, we have begun to order our officers' clothes. 
The government gives us $250 when we graduate to buy with, so we order now and pay later. I haven't been fitted yet, but I know what I want. I've got it figured out to $180 for my clothes, and that's just the minimum of what I need. I have to buy a new blouse, as the one you have at home wouldn't fit me now. When I was at Santa Ana, I exchanged the GI blouse for mine and got a 40 long this time. Maybe I can have the other tailored and have two blouses when I get home. It all sounds encouraging, doesn't it? I received a very sweet letter from Cece. I'm glad she decided to go to the coast. I'm sure it will do her a world of good. I also heard from Leona with some snapshots of Richie. Gee, he's certainly a big boy. I know what a thrill it will be for you when they get home. When you write her, thank her for me. I'll write when I get the chance. I'm going to let you do something more for me. I would love to have some of Ida's good cookies. I'd like some of her cake, too, but I think I can handle the cookies much better. No more news. Keep well and write soon. Love to Ida, and thanks again for being so kind. I love you and miss you, Stan. It's true that the Silver King loved Ida's chocolate chip cookies. And as he moves along in training, he sounds more confident, and of course he's begun to drop bombs. His goal is to hit the shack, as he has written. And now he's being fitted for his clothes as an officer, and he envisions the bars on his blouses. And we have reached the end of the Silver King's letters from Carlsbad, New Mexico, in Bomber School, Part 3. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.